You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. All right, uh, Sheikh Shoei Baiza has uh, joined us on uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated. He's a world-renowned scholar. He's a Medina University graduate, and he's also, mashallah, someone uh, that uh, resonates uh, beautifully on this uh, platform. Also appears on many other platforms. Uh, Sheikh Shoei Baiza, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful evening? Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to my dear brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marqaz al-Sahaba this evening, the voice of al-Sunnah wal-Jamaah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening and uh, we had quite a good day with some good rains as well. And the weather is just so beautiful. You can see Allah is taking care of us and we make dua that he keep on taking care of us. And not testing us, you know, most of us are failing with the taste that is bringing to us. But it's time we stand up together and understand there's one one Allah. Allah does what he wants to do. And he can put us through different phases of taste. And whatever taste comes to us, may Allah make it very easy and bearable to our little bit energy that we have, inshallah, so that we uh, become uh, good servants of him. And when we leave, inshallah, we must live smilingly and knowing that we have saved our purpose in this world, which is to worship only Allah Ta'ala and be kind and dutiful to the elderly and our parents, inshallah. Like what you said there, Sheikh Shoemaida, our duty as Muslims is to have that implicit faith in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And uh, you and I, you know, generally bring up these issues where we try and motivate the ummah, not only motivate them, but we motivate ourselves uh, that, you know, whatever we do, we should do it in a manner that pleases Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala most. And uh, especially as insan, uh, you know, every insan whom Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves uh, dearly will go through a lot of tests, like how our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went through a lot of tests. And, you know, that's why we should have that implicit trust and implicit faith in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala as I'm saying, Sheikh Shoy Maida, we will go through uh, a lot. We will uh, hear of people talking bad about us. We'll hear people talking uh, negatively, uh, you know, our negative things and so forth. And you know that you are innocent. You haven't done that. But you'll hear all this because it is one of the Sunnah al Nabi, because it's a Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, where, you know, they called him uh, many names. You know, the Yahudis called him many names. And even those uh, pagan Arabs, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept on reassuring him, no, you are not that what they are saying. You are not that the, uh, what they are saying. So here we have a perfect example for us to, you know, inculcate some of uh, the, uh, you know, things that we can use to repel uh, this negativity that comes in the form of uh, people, you know, making sounds around you. Your thoughts, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? Yes, Chef, you're correct in saying that. I mean, uh, always you must remember when you do great, you must have that kind of criticism. You know, uh, people will not like you sometimes because you're saying what is right, and people sometimes might think of you negatively because you're saying something that has uh, some kind of negative impact in them. And remember, you'll never be able to please everybody, but you will be able to please Allah Ta'ala. And also remember, rather please Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala than please his creation way it angers him as a creator you know as you said on abi sallam has gone through a lot in life where he was called names and the rest of that but at the end of the day when they wanted to keep their treasures 
they still went back to Nabi Sallam and kept the treasures by the person whom they hated the most and the person whom they thought, you know, he had his own kind of faith that was there actually to uh, diminish or to make sure that uh, the worship is actually uh, compromised. But when it comes to good things, he was there. And yes, uh, we have that purpose that Allah sent us. And he says to us, uh, you have to worship Allah and we never at any time ascribe partners with Allah and then again we must remember where Allah says and whosoever have complete faith in Allah and complete trust in Allah then definitely you know Allah is on their side otherwise you've got Allah's support so rather get Allah's support and get the whole entire universe support because the day, the day of questioning comes in none of our good friends our families and everybody will be able to stand up for us you know we remember that day where everybody will come and say nafsi 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 only my soul you know so everybody is trying to save themselves and nobody is ready to save anybody else except Islam is the one that will come in on that day and say ummati 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 so that is the most actually uh, amazing part that we need to understand you know but sometimes, you know, we forget about these things and sometimes we attach ourselves to uh, some kind of beliefs that are not there at the end of the day. We must remember we have to work hard if we have to do things. You know, yesterday I was just so interested. I was listening to um, AK and uh, Q&A. We actually question was asked to say, uh, you know, they say, you know, a Maulana or a Hafiz is going to bring uh, with him a lot of people to Jannah, even if he lives in any condition that he lives in. And, uh, you know, I like the way Mufsa put in there to say, you know, listen, you know, it's not a matter of choice of what you do. You do wrong because you're Hafiz, you do wrong, you do right, you do wrong because you're Maulana. They think you're going to take a special amount of people with you to Jannah. There's nothing of that sort. You have to work for it. You have to work very hard, regardless of what kind of knowledge you have. So we have to have that faith in Allah and definitely follow and practice upon his teachings. Then they upon that way we'll have the chance of working interceding on other people on our behalf. But if we don't do that, and even if we have the Quran by heart and do everything, but if we do not have faith and uh, firm yakin in Allah, then definitely that will not take us anyway. So on the day of Qiyamah, we have to pay dearly for that. So we need to work very hard and have that true faith in Allah and do things right at all the times, knowing that we're making dua that Allah must accept and grant our souls the beautiful Jannah of Firdaus, inshallah. Amin, Nasuma, Amin. You know, we cannot be too sure that, hey, I'm going to Jannah and I got it made and I got hey, there's my exemption, exemption certificate. I mean, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu said, I myself, I don't know what my Lord will do to, for me, but we know that our Nabi Muhammad sallallahu will be in Firdos, Jannatul Firdos, and, uh, you know, that was, uh, that, that will be, but he was reassuring people because an atom of pride, Sheikh Shoei Maida, just an atom which you cannot see will lead to our downfall. And perhaps, you know, all that good that we did just because of the little bit of pride and overconfidence, you know, ah, I got it made. I'm going to get in there and I will be there. You're looking for trouble, Sheikh Maida? No, no, definitely, you know, you must have that confidence that you're going there, but that confidence is not just the confidence that comes in uh, with only hearsay talk that, no, I'm going to be in Jannah because I'm a Muslim, A, B, C, D, F, you know. But you have to have that kind of confidence in doing what is right. So the confidence should be record 
with what actions we do. We are asked to perform salah every day five times. We make sure that is done, you know, according to his due times that Allah has given us, you know. It mentions the prayer to the believers in some prescribed time. So have that and do it accordingly. Don't do our own things. And then uh, yet we say, no, me, I'm going to go to Jannah and the rest of that. You know, you must remember you get uh, our our cousin, the Jews and uh, the Christians, they are that kind of faith to say, no, no, we are the most beloved before Allah Ta'ala and we are the most beloved among his, among us, his creations. So then Allah Ta'ala gave a challenge to them to say, no, if this is what you say, if you have faith in what you're saying, Taman Naul Maud, then have a death wish. You know, uh, but once the death wish is being given to them to say, have a death wish, they will never do that because they love this life more than anything else. And there's no way you are going to Jannah walking alive like this and change and just switch to go to Jannah. You need to go through that phase of dying. So if you want to go to a lauta and then you're scared of dying, then there's a big problem. There's a major problem. So yes, let's have faith in a lauta, which comes with actions that shows that we have faith in Allah Ta'ala and that way inshallah with that faith that we have and the action that comes and follows it should be the token or the easy way for us to go to Jannah inshallah Shaf. Yeah, good point indeed uh, Yahud says oh, we are the chosen race and say yeah so you're chosen eh yearn for death and see how chosen you are and uh, that uh, we should be careful of thinking that way to eh, we are the chosen people Allahu Alam and uh, yeah, you know, when we look at the life of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we look at the life of our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there are many things said to him, many people that, uh, you know, that were his detractors. But, you know, look at the compassion that he had, that he forgave most of them, you know, he just forgave them because of the quality, the characteristics he, he had. And truly, he was a mercy to mankind, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida. Um, yes, Chef, you know, if you look at that really, you know, uh, you see the main uh, aspect of you having patience and being the person that forgives and forget, it actually frees your soul. Your mind and your soul is freed if you're actually in that mode of forgiving and forgetting. Because once you don't forgive and you don't forget, you must remember your soul is not a freedom because you're looking for distraction with the other person and every day you look at them, you want them to go through difficulties. If you see them happy, your soul is actually at panic because that's what not your wish. So that's what uh, brings a lot of downfall to us. You look at Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi and his quality, you know, forgetting and forgiving. You know, through that quality, even his enemies and detractors, they look back and say, how, what a man. I mean, we've done something wrong yesterday and today he's talking to us like nothing happened. You know, what kind of human being is that? When I ask him a question and say, this is what my dean uh, is actually preaching to me, that I must preach to you, that, you know, there's always love. You know, there's always reason to everything, but the main fact is just to forgive and forget. That's why Lauta said he's going to forgive us and forget our sins that one day, if we do right and ask him for forgiveness and repent before him. So that is the key aspect. Once you have that, as I said, Shaft, it is a good thing in mind. I'll give a good example. I was talking like on lecture on the Juma to say, you know, look in life, you know, if uh, somebody is owing you and then they cannot afford to pay, what is the noble thing for you to do? It's just to free their soul and free your soul. Say, listen, I understand things are not happening well. I can see on your side and uh, inshallah, forgive you. I make my whatsoever happen, whatsoever we lend each other, may Allah just accept. And let's make it from there. And also at other hand or so, for us set up owed somebody and we're not paying, we go back 
pick up that call, go meet the patient, say, listen, I'm trying by all means to see what I can do so that I sort out my debts, but you know what, life is being so tight that I can't. The more I'm trying, the harder it's getting for me. So please have patience with me until the time when things are right. Inshallah, I'm ready to do that. And I mean, if you want to be a free person, have a freedom, you say, no, Alhamdulillah, you know, I don't have issues. Let's ask Allah to forgive and forgive and and accept everything that is there. And you remember, if somebody is owing another person, you know, it is part of poverty as well. And this is where somebody can even, uh, due to poverty, can be driving to be making funny funny kind of duas. You know, like if I owe you and I see you every time wherever I'm walking, sometimes the Lord can yell, take this person away. Because every time I see him, he's reminding me of what I'm owing him. And which is not healthy for me. And sometimes you find somebody going late to the masjid, not going at all because thinking when I go there, the people that I owe are there in the masjid. And I won't be able to read myself. Rather, I go late and come out there quickly, which is actually somebody's soul is at panic and is not free. And yet you hold the keys to free that person. So let's see, try and start it from there. Forgive and forget. If somebody is owing us, they can make it. Let's forgive and forget and ask Allah to bless them and grant them barakah. The more they get barakah, the more we get uh, more zakat pumping into our Muslim coffers. So that's the best we should be doing. But if we actually put ourselves in a panic where we don't want to be free, then we'll be sitting every day calculating and counting. This person is owing me. They don't give me. We see. Allah must show them. I mean, that's not the way to go about it. You know, make dua. That Allah must open up the doors of barakat for them so that whatever is what is going to be given at the same time, there will be freedom of yourself, freedom of them. You can go anywhere. They can go anywhere. And being happy, to say, Alhamdulillah, I don't have to look left, right, center because whosoever has owing has forgiven me and has forgotten about it and also same time make dua may Allah bless him and grant him more barakah because through them being granted more barakah is the more they forgive and forget on other people that are owing them as well Shaf. I tell you that was a very uh, sober very sane and uh, a very wise uh, advice that you have given us there Sheikh Shwebaiza in other words honesty is the best policy have open dialogue you know uh, we as uh, Muslims, uh, we should have that open house with each other, you know, we help each other. And, you know, most of the brothers that, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them the power and uh, gave them the opportunity of being givers. You know, the hand that gives is better than the hand that receives. But those that are the givers, generally, Sheikh Shreemada, generally they have such a big heart when they're giving you the money, they're not accept, uh, expecting it. But they may say, OK, you know, if you're in the position, pay it back. In other words, you know, give it back to me so I can take the same money and give it to someone else and someone else. Generally, those that are very magnanimous, that have a big heart, as Sheikh Maida, you'll notice that uh, uh, they are in the habit of giving. And if they don't give, they feel depressed. Your thoughts on that, Sheikh Maida? You know, Chef, yes, uh, there is people that are not as blessed, and, you know. In his college, I've mentioned that among those good believers, the ones wherever we give whatsoever bestowed upon them, they also take out and also spend it in the pleasure for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So, yes, these people shall that do that, but now at the end of the day, free the other person so because you must remember. Whoever is old is old. And I mean, the person will still be looking back when they walk in to say, I might see the brother who I'm owing, what is going to happen to me if actually holds me by the neck to say, where's my money you owing me for so long, you haven't paid anything. So it's good to free the people, allow everybody to have the freedom. That way you have the freedom as well, they also have the freedom. But yes, generally our dean is the dean uh, that actually have created a lot of opportunities for us to get together. 
you know, must remember our deen is the deen that unites the people. So how do people unite together? That's in the manner that some should be given extra and some should be given on medium proportion, some should be given less. So those that got extra, they can bring into the tables, and those that are in the medium, they can also bring a little bit, and that can meet up to those that cannot afford. And that is uh, community or capacity building, because now you rely on one another, or that we, we rely on Allah one or other. So Islam has taught us that. So it doesn't mean that when the person is actually is not making means uh, ends meet, then we look at them, we must look down upon them when they see them coming towards us, we go the other direction they, <coughs> they make salam to us, we don't respond because in our mind we think if I respond to salam, what would be the next question, you know, salam is the dua that somebody is making for you that may Allah Ta'ala be with you together his blessings and you know and, uh, his barakat must be upon you so that you can never run away from you have to answer it, you know, happily that wa alaykum salam, also may Allah Ta'ala be upon you with his mercy and his barakat so this is how we should be as Muslims, inshallah. You know, everything that is happening in our ummah is simply for Allah to want us to unite and to be together in every aspect, rich, poor, you know, uh, black, white, and the rest of that. That's why we do our things together. You look at our salahs in our masajid shaf, we don't have two sessions like they have in uh, uh, other denominations where they have an English service in the morning, then after there will be a service for this language, then service for that language and the rest of that. Our service is together. Fajr is Fajr, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Arab, whether you're non-Arab, it's the same. Zohar comes the same, Asar, Maghrib, and Isha comes the same. So it means we have to be together regardless of how much Allah Subhanahu has given us and regardless of how much we don't have. Through that and making dua, that's when Allah Ta'a unites our souls. You know, you're making dua for looking for something else. May Allah Ta'a grant me this. And next time, another brother you don't know, you've never met them before, they're coming. Oh, my brother, how are you doing? I've got something for you. Please take this for you and your family. You know, that's how Allah has made it so that we unite and we understand there's no one who sustains us besides Allah. And it's not about our language or it's not about the color of our skin. It's about how we approach Allah. Yeah, Sheikh Shreemaiza, you remind me of the ayat of the noble Quran. Wallahu khayru razikin. And I, Allah... I am the best of uh, providers. Now, Sheikh Shoebaiza, as a believer, as those that believe in uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, you know, our reaction should be to thank Allah for uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala for being talked about when the people talk about us. And, uh, you know, and then it, it shows uh, our characteristics if we can bear it with patience and uh, be like our Nabi, sallallahu alayhi who bore it with patience and alhamdulillah, and maybe Allah will bless us with even more abundance and with something even far greater. Your thoughts, sir, Sheikh Shwe Maida? It's each of, no, obviously, you know, the other main aspect of this is for us actually to have a lot of sabr. And uh, sabr drives us to everything. You must remember anything that you see when you open your eyes, it is nothing but a trial from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, you wake up in the morning, you have this kind of uh, good health, you think you're going to conquer the day. You know, you walk two hours later, you're down complete and your body is feeling drained and you can't do what you wanted to do. It's all the taste from Allah. So what do you do? You look up and say, Allah, I planned ABCD, but ultimately your plan is actually the foremost plan that goes. You know, regardless of how we plan, how we manage our planning, how we put things together in order to get somewhere. If your hand is not there for us to reach there, we won't reach there. And if we don't plan, but you plan something to happen, you find a way 
that you're going to get every every actual string that is needed across so that whatever is needed to happen to us that you would is going to happen without any obstacles so if we have that in mind chef and um, we have we bear witness again that there's no one worth of worship besides Allah and that there's no one who's going to give us or protect us besides Allah then chef we are secured and if we have that in us to say we have life it's through the through Allah that is given us life, and through Allah if He wants, He can just take our life just like that, and without negotiating with anybody, then also we are the winners, Shaf. But once we sit on that nut, that means we have true and complete faith in Allah And even if we close our eyes, we know we go smiling and knowing that I'm closing my eyes, most especially in the evening, like now where you go off to sleep, you know, Alhamdulillah, saying, you know, we praise Allah in whose name we are going to taste the death. And if he wills, we're going to wake up alive again. Once we have this in us understanding that when we go to sleep, it's like we're dying. And it is through Allah's willing that we might wake up or not wake up. And then sharp, it means our lives are in order. It means we are ready to meet Allah's water, which means if we, within the sleep, if we go, we are ready to meet Allah. Even if during the day, when we wake up and we do this, we know this work that I'm doing might be my final action that I'm doing for the day. And you know, if you have that as a final action, you know how to actually rearrange yourself uh, spiritually because you know Allah can take you, you know, and uh, this is how we should be as Muslims, you know, not counting for the following day. Count for that moment you're living in that moment to say, this is my moment. And if this is my moment, I have a chance to speak to Allah to repent before him and do good before him so that if his time comes to take this time of mine, then I live smiling that knowing the one who guaranteed me the time, who gave me the time, now knows my time is over and I've done the best that when my time is over, actually I've used the time given to do what pleases him and I know this should end up as a token for me to go to Jannah, inshallah, and live another good free life forever that does not need to sleep and wake up and wake very hard so that you end a living, but a life that only have entertainment from from the Creator since we've done everything possible that He requires from us, Shaf. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, Sheikh Maida. You know, as a, as a believer, you know, our reaction should be to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as I said, when we talked about we bear it with patience uh, like our prophet did. And, uh, you know, life is, you know, if you really look deeply into life, life is uh, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, uh, you know, sabr and patience, uh, definitely, Sheikh Shoei Maida, it uh, brings us uh, closely, closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should uh, pity those, you know, who pick on others. They actually doing themselves a disservice, number one. Uh, they're getting all the sins. But number two, uh, they're doing a favor to the person that they're picking on because uh, they'll have to koha, you know, they have to pay them with their good deeds that they have. They will be paying it to that person that they're talking up uh, or they're talking about. And we must not let others, uh, you know, or the other people's evil to impact neg- uh, ne- uh, negatively upon us. We should not let that get us. And we shouldn't get angry, Sheikh Shoei Maida, because we know that anger comes from shaitan. And we should be a role model for the youngsters. We should act our age and let hikmah, let wisdom be our guide and make us better so that when those youngsters that are growing in front of us will look at us as role models and look at us as someone that will show them the straight and then uh, narrow. And uh, perhaps, uh, Shoy uh, uh, Maida, 
when someone swears at us, we should ignore them uh, in, uh, you know, and, 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 and put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just ignore them. Sheikh Shoei Maida, your thoughts on that? No, Shaf, you're correct on that. You know, what you just touched on uh, some other very basic, important uh, aspects of life, Shaf, as you said, don't get upset at any time. You remember uh, the companion of Nabi Sallallahu that came to him and uh, said to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi you said, give me the best of advice. He says, he said, do not get upset. And he repeated this, you know, in so many times. He said, do not ever at any time get upset. I mean, this is the key factor to everything. And as you said, sabr is the key to everything, Shaf. And Allah has mentioned, there is no any better reward that would be given to the person that endures in patience than uh, being given Jannah. And another beautiful aspect you said, you know, is about the youth. You know, if somebody is talking ill about us or swearing us, I mean, don't stand up and start doing the same thing in front of the children and the youth, you know, even if it's not they're not around. Don't do that. I mean, pull back and hold back and ask Allah for guidance, you know, to avoid being upset. You must remember there's no way you could put a fire by using fuel. You know, taking petrol and cooking or putting on fire because there's fire, it won't put the fire off. So rather let it burn on its own and it will lose uh, its strength and it will go off completely or use water in order to calm it down. <clears throat> and another good aspect, aspect you, spent, you spoke sharp about the youth. You know, it is a major concern in today's life, Shaf. We're not even concerned about our youth. We're not even worried about them in any way. You know, the school has taken over. I mean, the system has taken over. The child goes to school in the morning. They come back. There's too much homework. That They come back home. They don't even need salah. They'll be sitting up to the time they go to sleep doing homework. And sometimes most of the homework involves the parents. So in the moment, we're also losing out the time and the essence of time to ourselves. So let's okay, inculcate this soon and our children. Let them know that, you know, regardless of how much we have, uh, how much work you have for school, remember that this specific time that, are, that belong to Allah, Taala. So you have to break. You must break uh, whether you're doing your homework and the rest of that. Put in that 10 minutes away for your Asr Salah and put in about another 10 minutes for you for Maghrib Salah and another 10 minutes for Isha Salah while you're doing your work. Do not leave Allah Taala alone. You know, make sure you understand <laughs> because we have seen, Shaf, where somebody will actually go through the phase of educating themselves, educating the kids. And time before graduation, where now they're meant to go somewhere, Allah takes the innocent soul, takes the soul away. You know, and after all the years of working very hard and not even bearing the fruits of the hard work, Allah takes them. So this shows you that Allah is in control and Allah is in charge. So put Allah face in everything that you do. And the same as parents, because you find in that position, Shaf, people start uh, crying and questioning, but why me? You know, I've done everything for my child. I've spent as much as I could only now before they could actually enjoy, you know, part of the education that I've given them. Allah takes them. Why Allah is doing that to me? You know, we start questioning questions like that because simply we do not understand the sake of life that uh, Allah has given us this life and he only knows how long we're going to survive in this dunya and he knows when we have to go back to him. So everything that we do, make sure that we know Allah is there first and our time can be terminated at any time without negotiations. You know, we've seen people that will go through life support machines, maybe leave about a month or two months and they go and you find people, they don't even go on any life supporting machine just like that. We just go and Allah takes them away from us. So we must have that to say whatsoever we do, 
allow ties going to grant us if he wills you know wala taqulanna li shay'in inni fa'ilun dhalika hadan illa an yasha'allah at all the time we must never do that i'm going to accomplish this and i'm going to get this done tomorrow but we must say i would like to accomplish this if allah wills for me to accomplish it that's how we should be living our lives that means our dependency is surely and solely in the hands of allah that whatsoever we're doing we're just trying on a level based to do good what we can do but ultimately when it comes to life and reaping the rewards of what we're working for it is on allah ta'ala shaf who's in, who's in charge of that and who knows how to display it and how to give it to us whether we have a full lifespan to enjoy it whether we want even enjoy anything or whether whether we have a short uh, uh repayment of what we are, we've worked for shaf Jazakallah khaira for those uh, lovely words, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida. Very deep indeed, and Allah bless you for that. Uh, you know, before we end off, uh, we should be careful because in this uh, new world or disorder, there's these gadgets, you know, people are recording you, and uh, most people, they have uh, very sinister motives. And if they don't like you, they, uh, you know, your detractors, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida, uh, they'll rile you up. They'll try and irritate you to such an extent that they'll try and set a trap for you, they'll try and get a reaction from you, they'll try and make you do something, you know, stupid. And uh, what they will do, they'll start filming you, they'll start recording you, but they'll be very selective in what they record and what they do. And, uh, you know, they were the one that uh, were plotting and planning against you, and then they'll go and open perhaps a case against you. And, you know, you can see there's no justice in this dunya. Justice is only in the courts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, maybe, you know, we have to be careful how we react to Sheikh Shui Maida. Sometimes uh, the anecdote, silence is the best answer to fools, uh, applies. Need to be quiet, quiet, and more quiet. Your thoughts? Exactly. I mean, most of the times it's better to remain quiet and be, be focused at all the times. Uh, try and stay within the limits that Allah has given us. Live on that line, in that line and don't run away from that lane. As you said, Shab, people are trying by all means. You know, the detractors are trying everything possible. I've seen, actually, uh, you've seen them debating with our, our, our Muslim scholars. So half the time they say, you know, look at the Quran, what it says. It says you must kill all the pagans wherever you meet them. You know, but I mean, if you look at the Quran, it says, if they drive you out of your homes, you must try and drive them, drive them out of the homes too, you know, because it's an eye for an eye, but they don't go on that part. They just bring the other part that says we must drive them out. On what purpose, on that reason, they're not bringing that. And because the tractors, the tractors, people love them and they hear what they're saying. So we need to actually look back and understand what our dean says. That's why our dean has got a lot of knowledge that we need to understand. You cannot defend your dean if you do not understand your dean altogether. So we need actually to put ourselves some side, some time aside so we learn and understand our dean so that any of the detractors come to us and give us some information. We know exactly where they're coming from and it's easier to stop them in their tracks because we know what we're talking about and we know our dean by our heart and we even know our dean when we walk in, we're doing anything that this is the limits that are set by Allah Ta'ala and taught to us by our Nabi Sallam that we shouldn't actually go beyond them. And once we have that, inshallah, we are correct and we are right, we're on, a, we're on the right track. But as you said, uh, silence, is golden when it comes to most of this situation where people are trying by all means to trap you and do everything. Just be silent, be focused, and do what you're supposed to do as a believer, Shaf. Yeah, absolutely, Sheikh Shoebaida. Silence is the best answer to fools. Jazakallah khaira for uh, being with us this evening. As uh, usual, uh, brilliant company. 
uh, you make on uh, this platform. Uh, your parting words? No, Jazakallah, for the beautiful topic. I mean, it's only one thing, people. We have strong and firm faith in Allah and do what is right. Do what is right means understand what Allah wants from us and how we should live our lives. And don't run away from this land that we are in. We are on the right path. You know, we are on the right path of Allah. And if we detract from this path, definitely the shaitan or the wolves waiting out of there, they're going to actually uh, eat us out alive. So let's stay on that lane and have Allah as our guideline and our Nabi Sallallahu as the teacher training us on how we approach Allah And that way, inshallah, we'll be happy. And once again, Allah Ta'ala reward you and your family the best in this dunya and in the akhir for the best work that we're doing, inshallah. And as again, as I say always, I want my place next to you in Jannah, inshallah. Ameen, Ameen, Ya Sheikh. Uh, my uh, duas are reciprocal. And my request is the same. And as I say, Allah bless you and your family members and uh, bless you for the time that you have taken out. I know you were not feeling well yesterday and you're on your road to recovery, but you still uh, took your time out and, uh, you know, gave your time on uh, this platform this evening. Allah give you instant uh, shifa and uh, cure also. And we need a man of your stature. Sheikh Shreve Maida, you have a blessed evening again. And walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to you. Time for us to go for... Uh, break when you get back, inshallah, Maulana Salim Karim uh, should be joining us.